Welcome back in. You know, listen, we have had uh, numerous discussions in the last few months and really over the last several years about the information that we see, whether it's on social media, whether it's on the Internet. Uh, the Internet is a very broad category, but even the cable news, uh, many of, uh, of which are, are largely editorials versus news sources. And the question then becomes, are we declining as a society when it comes to our ability to be uh, critical thinkers? Do we just take everything at face value, believe everything that we're shown? And what is the consequences of that in the long term? And, and joining us today is a special treat, Dr. Patrick Hurley uh, from the University of San Diego in years past, a, a, a best-selling author, concise in show to logic, one of the best sellers on Amazon. Thanks for joining the program, Dr. Hurley. How are you this morning? Great, Chris, and thanks for having me on. Uh, we're pleased to have you on. So there are so many different ways to attack this particular subject, but in your experience nowadays, do we tend as, as a, a human race to take almost everything we hear and read at face value? I think there's far too much of this. Uh, just, just consider this. Uh, the, the latest rumor running around uh, the Internet and other places is that our Vice President, Kamala Harris, uh, has gills, and she breathes, <laughs> breathes oxygen through those gills. And people actually believe this, and this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So I, I think there is a tendency to do this. The other, the other thing that we're seeing is, are, are these com conspiracy theories that are popping up everywhere. Uh, one of the recent ones is that Taylor Swift is in a conspiracy with Travis Kelsey in order to get Joe Biden elected president. Uh, well, it sounds, sounds good, but how many people are involved in this conspiracy? A thousand or a hundred? Uh, we have yeah. no idea because there, there's no evidence to support any of it. That's the problem. We're believing things without evidence, and that's what critical thinking is. It's requiring evidence for as many of our beliefs as we can find. Dr. Hurley, in your experience, is there a correlation between the decline of, of really good critical thinking over the last few decades and the prevalence of the Internet in general? I, I think there probably is. Uh, be, because communication is more distant on the Internet. Uh, we don't look people in the eye anymore, you know. Uh, how many times have you gone into a restaurant and see uh, a, a couple, you know, who are presumably dating, and both of them have, uh, have their eyes, you know, glued, glued to their cell phones and stuck on the Internet? They're not paying any attention at all to one another as persons. And I think that results in, in really a deterioration in communications and we, we really don't communicate, we really don't make contact anymore. And as a result, you know, we don't really see where other people are coming from and we don't appreciate other people's points of view. And that is really an important thing. So as a result, when we disagree, <laughs> the immediate reaction is to go on the attack and to grab for one for the other guy's throat, you know. And that's, that's not good. That's just awful, so. Yeah, and the relative, in, in the, in the, environment of, of politics and current events what is the what is the relationship between my ability to be a critic a critical thinker and for example the elements of desire or um, you know inherent bias that i might already have if i'm consistently listening to and reading uh, from news sources that tends to lean in the directions that i already believe a little bit in my own you know echo chamber so to speak is that in many ways part of the problem? And if so, if I wanted to break myself of that habit, what are the first couple steps that I take as a consumer of information 
to analyze what I'm hearing and find out if it's indeed true or founded or unfounded? Well, for one thing, I think critical thinking is the enemy of emotions. You know, uh, if, if you are overwhelmed by your emotions, you're almost certainly not going to be a critical thinker. You know, when feelings and emotions go head to head with reason, unfortunately, it's oftentimes emotions that went out. So I think the first thing you've got to do is to make sure that your emotions are not leading you down the primrose path. And so often they are. And one of the, one of the vehicles of emotion, of course, is religion, religion. And that's where my most recent book comes in. It's called Religion, Power, and Illusion, A Genealogy of Religious Belief. Uh, it, ex it explores the role that emotions play and the role that bad thinking plays, you know, in the lack of critical thinking. Uh, informal fallacies, for example, anything, something you would learn in any logic course. Uh, you, if you become familiar with these fallacies, you'll be less likely to commit them yourself and more able, I think, to detect them in others and not be led down the primrose path. So those are a couple of things that I, I think we can do. We could become educated in religion because religion is so often wrapped up with emotions, and I think we could become a little bit more educated in logic and critical thinking as a skill. So I would offer that. Dr. Hurley, when we look at today's environment, as divisive as it's become in in so many ways, especially in the in the realm of politics, much you know, much is made on this show of what's happening in the in the current environment with an election coming up, so on and so forth. Yes. What areas, uh, politics included, for example, have been most damaged by the decline in the ability to, for people to be critical thinkers? Is it manifest itself mostly in the arena of politics when it comes to kind of these fallacies and, and often conspiracy theories? Or is there other areas that it's just as pervasive? No, I think that politics is the number one area right now. Uh, because there's so much, you know, wild emotion, you know, that's going in, going into these opinions that are political. So if, if we can just if we can just restrain ourselves a little bit and learn to talk to one another civilly, I think we can put things back on the track, maybe. But another thing that's really complicating things is this artificial intelligence. I mean, my God, what's that going to do to education these days? I don't know. It scares me to death when I think, you know, what's going on, you know, with, with artificial intelligence. So that's another thing that's just going to confuse the mix. As a as a consultant and an author on this, I guess you know wrapping up the segment. If someone were to come and ask you for your advice on how to devise curriculum, for example, for high schoolers or college courses, for young thinkers who will find themselves, of course, in a much more powerful position as a as a voter and as a, a member of their own family, raising children of their own, where would you start with that? Because clearly. If we're, you know, we're not dealing with someone who's 30 or 35 and they're already, you know, embedded in this environment. And certainly those people could make changes of their own volition. But if you walked it back 15 years, what were the best steps we could take as parents and as educators potentially to create better critical thinking in the education system? Well, I think we could maybe get back to some of the fundamentals. It would be something that I would recommend. So much of the college and university curriculum these days seems you know, to, to rest on crazy courses, there seems to be a dumbing down uh, of curricula. And I think that is really an unfortunate situation. If, if, if 
people would get back, for example, just the studying logic, I think that would help a great deal. And I've already mentioned that briefly. Uh, so that's one thing that I would recommend. I would recommend maybe some required courses, you know, that, that really get to the meat of how we think. Uh, science, of course, is excellent too, and so is history and, and, and anthropology and these other courses. Sure. But if we could get back to some of these fundamentals, I think it would be wonderful. Well, Dr. Patrick Hurley, thanks for joining our program today. Uh, certainly, we are overdue to all look at things in a more critical sense, not believe everything that we read or everything that we hear and question that. And we'd like to hear from you, 800-859-0957. Do you believe everything that you read or have you become just incredibly suspicious of almost everything? We'll be back in just a brief few minutes. 